Hey everyone, you're listening to Hustle Harder, a podcast that gives a no-bullshit approach to startups in the creative industries. We interview creatives while discussing the challenges and failures that come along with the day-to-day grind. Today, we're interviewing Rhea Lupton, the founder of Canadian Community Builders and the marketing manager at Rightsleeve, an award-winning marketing agency. Canadian Community Builders is a not-for-profit platform that seeks to connect and support community builders across Canada. Thanks for chatting with us today, Rhea. Thank you for having me. So we'd like to take a quick second to thank our fabulous sponsors, We Create Media. That's spelled with a K and a three. So make sure you check them out afterwards. They have been fantastic and have created our jingle and the music that you're listening to right now. So they're a pleasure to work with. Definitely people you want to check out if you're interested in producing media of your own. To start off, what sparked your idea for Community Builders? I don't have a background in community building or community management. I have a background in UX design design and information systems. So when I moved to Canada, I saw that as an opportunity to reinvent myself because I've always loved community and marketing and community management was becoming a big thing back then. And somebody took a chance on me. I became a community manager at a code school here in Canada, which is actually Canada's first code school called Bitmaker. Since then, I've always tried to figure out venues and places where I can learn more about community management and couldn't find a lot of those resources except online platforms or, you know, blog articles and such. And I find as I've grown Pfizer and holder. <laughs> community is such an integral part of everything you do, whether it's you're building a business, whether you're building, you know, an event series or whatever it is, you need to care about the community that you're building. And so I've tried to learn from places where to build communities. And I couldn't really find a lot of resources, especially with a Canadian context, because I think the way you build communities, there are a lot of overlapping things, but then there's a lot of different ways depending on which place you're in, right? Mm -hmm. And that was really the precursor behind it, because I needed that for myself. I don't have a traditional background in this, and I've really learned from other people. And what if we were able to create a network of community builders across Canada. So we really started off as a Slack platform, but I quickly realized that a community that's connected to a platform, that's not always such a great idea. So Why now is that? Because if your community is strictly connected to a platform, once that platform dip- disappears, as we've seen throughout our lifetime, mm-hmm. not to age ourselves, you know, Friendster and Orkut, And MySpace, all of these platforms have now disappeared. So if you had a community that was super platform specific and you weren't collecting emails or any such thing, then good luck to you. What was your biggest challenge while building community builders in general? The biggest challenge I would say is having the buy-in and motivating myself and being motivated as a team because at the end of the day we are a volunteer run group and we all have our day jobs. So that is the biggest challenge as well as getting having the momentum and keeping it going at that pace. What I notice what happens with community building and when you're building communities that are not for profits that are outside of the domain of your job and all of that stuff and it's not technically a business. So those are some key challenges that we have faced over the last three years. So what are some tips that you have for maintaining the momentum and motivation 
You need to plan. <laughs> plan for it. You need to just keep planning. And that's something that I don't claim to have known right from the start. And really the key thing that I've learned over the years is to plan, like just keep planning because there's a lot of things that happen that are outside of your control. You know that analogy? It's such a morbid analogy, but like being hit by the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what if you got hit by the bus tomorrow? Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. everyone knock on wood. <laughs> there's, I'm not superstitious, but you know. So kind of on that note, obviously you're a new mom, um, you work full time, you have community builders. How do you balance all of this? I mean, obviously there's a lot of planning that goes into it, but on the day to day grind, how do you feel when you're doing all of this stuff and how do you handle it? So the honest answer is I just do it. There isn't really a magic formula to it. I love what I do and I think loving what you do makes things a lot easier Furthermore, what I've learned is that um, Code for Canada, I do a bunch of stuff with the women in tech and women in entrepreneurship space. I'm currently running a project with the Embassy of the Netherlands in Ottawa to recognize and celebrate 50 amazing women in STEM fields across Canada. And if you see my story, you'll see that all of these places touch tech in a way or the other. And community builders is very in line with what I do for my day-to-day job, which is a I'm a B2B marketer, but I have a very community-driven approach to marketing. So I whatever I do, I try to align it within my, within my life story. And this was not very obvious to me at the start. I felt like I was doing like 15 different things. And how I do it now is obviously I've learned how to do things more efficiently or optimize my time. I've also... I know when you looked at, look at my LinkedIn or you look at all the stuff that I'm doing now, it seems like I'm doing a ton, but I've actually stepped back from some stuff that didn't align with my life goals. Is yeah. that difficult, though, to let some things go and realize that they don't fully align or is it sort of like relieve some stress? It is so hard <laughs> because when you build communities in a lot of ways, it feels like you it's your baby, right? doesn't matter if you started the organization or not a lot of things that I've invested my time in I am super proud of that and I've always nurtured them it was really really hard like it was 2017 I think it was right before I gave uh, birth to Iman and I'm not saying everybody needs to give birth to have that pause in their life but it gave me that necessary pause to learn that I don't need to hustle in like 25 different directions mindlessly. So I kind of want to go back to your work in tech. So obviously you work with a lot of women in STEM, which I think is really incredible and is something that needs to happen, especially as the tech industry is booming in Toronto and continues to grow. Why do you think that these communities for women in STEM need to be um, happening in Toronto? I think what happens when you create a community around a movement or a cause or anything really, it makes it go that much further and it amplifies the message. More women are on boards, more women are leading these companies, more women are recognized for their achievements. I don't think it's not that women are not doing the work. It's like those voices need to be heard, those mm-hmm. stories need to be told. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the importance of that, those communities. I totally agree with you. I think it's so important. I think it's incredible that you're doing so much actively to promote it. I I mean, as someone who works 
in tech and was the only woman in her startup for a few, like almost a year. I mean, it's so, so needed, especially because when you have like a group of male voices, although males are very intelligent, amazing human beings, um, sometimes different voices need to be heard because they definitely don't always um, align with female objectives or female viewpoints, even though they maybe don't even know that that's the case. So, and and I would go beyond saying beyond that and say that marginalized communities, people of color, and people from LGBTQA plus um, communities, their stories need to be told, mm-hmm. and these 100%. people need to come to the forefront. And they are doing the work. It's just that we need to tell the stories. We need to raise awareness and just keep doing that work and feminism needs to 100% be intersectional it's like not just equality for like men and women it's equality for all mm-hmm. totally so that needs to con- that con- needs to continue to happen and that is the basis on which society should be built mm-hmm. right like it's it's when we talk about these things and we're having these conversations it seems like such an obvious thing that it still blows my mind to a certain extent that we're still not there yet. It's still not being fully put into action. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to turn the tables a little bit. And what is your definition of success? Success to me is being happy with what you're doing. It's loving what you do. As long as it is for the general good, right? If you're doing terrible things and you think you're successful... And you're loving it, then no. It doesn't yeah. work that way. <laughs> to reevaluate your life. And success is being happy with what you do. It's Other people's definition of success does not necessarily imply to you how I feel fulfilled and how I feel happy and how I feel successful may not be the way you feel all those things. And I think that's really important to remember, right? Mm-hmm. I feel that if I'm improving and learning, and even if I learn like one new thing or I improve just a little bit, to me, that day is a success or that R is a success. What do you, kind of changing the the pace a little bit, kind of on your definition of success, what do you think the future of Toronto's startup ecosystem looks like? Do you guys go to a lot of tech events? Yeah. So have you heard how people keep saying Toronto is having a moment. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that. So in tech circles, you hear this a lot nowadays, saying that, that Toronto is having a moment. I disagree with that. I think we've worked very, very hard to be where we are. I think that growth is going to keep accelerating. I had the privilege of working on a project with a very successful marketer here in Toronto. I would say Canada. Her name is April Dunford on a project with the city on the tech ecosystem and the narrative. And what we found is that I think there's a lot of projected growth for tech companies. And I think it's really true. Like over the, even the last few years, so many more companies have popped up and they're all doing brilliant things and changing the world. And I hope we continue to do that. Like that's my sincere hope. I really hope that the tech ecosystem continues to grow But as we mature, we learn how to build more inclusive communities inside tech. I think that is still a problem. Mm -hmm. All right. So our final question for today. At Origins, we have a tagline that's be the now. And we want to know what that means to you. To be present. To be here. And to think about what you're doing today and what impact and 
that action or that behavior is having. You can plan for the future. You can regret the past or reminisce about the past. But if you're not present here and now, you miss out on a lot. Thank you so much, Ria. We really appreciate having you and Iman on the podcast with us today. Thank you. And we have a sleeping baby on our hands, which makes me really excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure.